0: Oh boy was that fun. Here I am live. Hello everybody. Coach Kathy here and I'm on a different live stream than the one that I set up yesterday. So now I'm curious to see if the few people that were waiting on the other screen are going to find me because this is my very first live YouTube and um, I set it up and when I clicked it to go live it just didn't send me live. So I'm on a new stream, I believe. See if I can invite people. Bear with me, this is all brand new and had an event set, set up and it didn't work. Oh, hey Paul, you're here with me, I see, right? I think you found me, because I don't believe this is connected to the original one I set up. Can you send me a chat if you're here? I don't want to get started. Um, <laughs> what a mess oh boy and I don't I just don't understand why it's not connected to the original one that I set up I'm waiting good thing for live chat I know there were some other people that were planning to be here with me. Okay, so I see, and it's just unfortunate because I, I had it set up to go to that other live stream that I created, and I just don't know. It says that um, somebody's here with me. Could you send me a chat <clears throat> in the chat box, please? Okay, it looks like three people are here with me, but I don't see, could you guys send me a chat or say something so that I could get started? Because I'm not seeing um, who you are, and i want to make sure I don't start without a few people that I know were coming tonight, but maybe you guys are the ones, so are you able to send me a chat? Can you hear me? Let's let me check my phone. Okay, Paul, I see on my phone. See, that's weird. I can see. From okay, Paul, I see on my phone. That you're see, saying it's weird. working. Oh, okay, Paul, I see that. On, on my computer, it's not letting me see that. So that's good. Okay, good. So it says um, that, that you guys are on here, and that's what matters. So I'm going to get started. And thank you for being patient with me. Um, I really wish I could see. Uh, Paul, is your mom on here? Because I don't want to start without her. And it says that. I wish she was telling me who's on here. It's weird. Send me a message through uh, private message on Facebook, if you would. Just let me know that your mom's on here. I, I don't, I can get started. I just don't want to start. Wow. Well, I'm already seven minutes in. Oh, Hey Paul. Okay. You think so? It's okay. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate the communication. This is like not going exactly as I planned. It's not connected to the original post that I made. So here we go. Um, And this is an hour long, and typically it starts at 5.30. I'm going to be doing it on Monday evenings, and I'm going to be doing live videos on addiction, and there are tons of topics along the um, category of addiction. So who is an addict is my first question right out of the gate. I'm Kathy, and I'm an addict, and that is not hard for me to say at all today. That is something that I'm completely comfortable with. And I am fully in self-acceptance. I embrace it. And I love myself today, inside and out. Um, Why is it so hard to call ourselves an addict? Well, for one, it's a stigma and it shouldn't really have a title like that. Somebody who eats um, a lot of food, has a food addiction, isn't called a sugar addict. Um, They're If they're a diabetic, they're not titled a sugar addict because it's a medical condition. So the um, press and the media have, back in 2017, corrected the way that they journal about that and describe us. They say more that they were addicted to a specific substance or object or outside issue because calling people an addict and... Giving them a title like that is a negative, and it makes addicts feel like they're bad or wrong instead of it being a medical condition, which is in our brain. It's a, it's a disease in our brain, and it doesn't matter what type of addiction you have. It, it could be um, alcohol. It could be, thank you, Paul. I appreciate that. It could be drugs. It could be gambling. You could be addicted to work sex porn food anger chaos drama gambling and the list goes on power money so addiction is in our brain and once we stimulate that frontal uh, lo- the frontal lobe of our brain then the craving sets in and the brain just wants more 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 and more so it directs our thinking from being able to plan events or follow suit with responsibility. And we turn around and do things that we wouldn't normally do. Like if it's causing psychological or physical um, issues toward our own self harm toward ourself, then obviously it's a medical condition in the brain because who would do that? Nobody wants to walk around causing personal harm to themselves or to anybody else for that matter. But unfortunately with addiction, when we allow the addiction to run our life and we don't do something about it because the beauty is there is a solution. Unlike if we had cancer, that type of disease, there's not necessarily a cure And it's not that as an addict, we're ever cured, but there's a solution. So we do have the ability and the power to put it to rest. We have the ability to manage it instead of allow it to manage us. So that is a blessing. So it's a responsibility. And once we know we have this addiction, it is our job to battle it and to beat it and to take action to overcome and keep it at bay because it's always there to run our life and run our show and it runs us right into the ground. I mean, it causes massive issues. We end up in jails, institutions, death through health issues or um, think about sex addiction and the dangers there of like what you could be putting yourself through and what kind of diseases you could get that are non curable. So addiction is there to harm us, whether it's food, which can cause obesity, which causes major health issues, cardiovascular, diabetes, which kills us. So you're either going to end up in jail, an institution, or death, jobless, homeless. These are things that come with addiction. They are there to destroy. Addiction is not something that is pleasant, so therefore nobody wants to admit to being an addict. But denial keeps us extremely sick. So it's really important for you to be able to identify whether you are or not an addict. And some of the ways that help you to get honest with yourself is to ask yourself some questions such as, is your vice causing you to abandon your family, friend time, socializing work? Is it getting in the way of you showing up to participate with your family to be there for your family to be at work to be at social events to be with your friends and show up to special occasions and dates is it is it getting in your way there because that's a really strong indicator normally you would absolutely be responsible and want to be there with your family and friends and work so that's one way also is it causing you major financial issues Uh, again whatever it may be the vice that you may have it, it for example gambling is it causing you financial issues drugs yeah okay it's going to cause you to go broke so that's another indicator if you're caught, you know financially under the gun is it causing you to have sleep issues are you irritable are you depressed are you having to go to the doctor more so is the doctor telling you that you're having medical issues these are ways for you to get honest and Get in touch with your truth by asking yourself certain questions. Do you have memory loss? Um, are you obsessing over it? Is it on your mind all day? Do you wake up in the morning and crave that specific thing? Like, are you a shopping addict Are you go and buy all these clothes and you still have tags on everything in your closet? Typically, what we're doing is we're we have something going on. We usually have a hurt, hurt feeling in our hearts. We're upset. We're sad we're angry, there's resentment, or there's something going on where we're not feeling a hundred percent. And we want to fill that void with something, some sort of instant gratification, something to make us feel better in the moment. But all that happens is we end up having remorse. These are things you could be asking yourself right now. Do you do this? What do you do when you're feeling sad? What is your go-to? you go outside and smoke a cigarette that's causing your lungs to be black it's unhealthy it could kill you it's robbing you of your life so these are things to think about first of all to know who is an addict and are you an addict and it is hard to admit that because it makes us feel like we're less than or something's wrong with us when really it's just a medical condition it doesn't make you any less than or better than anybody and it's rob you of having an amazing, incredible life if you do the work to get there. Um, I personally battle alcohol and drug addiction. So I landed my happy self in a rehab, which then took me on to a 12-step program. And it's been an incredible journey. And for the first 10 years, I started in 2005, I was uh, relapsing throughout those first 10 years on and off throughout those years. Sometimes I would put together some time, but I never quite followed the suggestions the way that they're laid out for me. So um, running my own show, Self Well, my own program kept me relapsing. And that's a whole nother topic for another day. But because of that, I landed in a 12-step program that a lot of you will never end up going to because your addiction may not require you to, or you may not feel like You need to do that. And that's part of the reason that I wrote my book, Stop holding Onto Your Shift, Where the F is Very Small. And what my book is a nine-step guide, motivational guide on how for you to become your happiest, healthiest version of yourself. So I took what I've learned through the years. I started learning and analyzing my life and myself at age 23. I went to a therapist to find out Um, you know, why am I always in these unhealthy relationships where I'm always broken hearted, mad and angry. And I wasn't looking at myself. I'd never even told them that I drink or use drugs. So it's no wonder. And that's been my story and my stories. I could go on and on, but today we're not talking about my story, but because of the years and years that I've invested in personal development, personal growth, education, and psychology, um, I've been in rehabs with world-renowned psychiatrists, and I have just always been amazed and fascinated by human behavior, and I love understanding why things are the way they are, especially for me in my life, you know, because I couldn't understand it, figure it out. Like, I have a great family. I have amazing children, wonderful friends, and I've always had these wonderful jobs, but yet my love life was always a big failed, uh, big, big F. I always failed there. And, you know, for years and years, I was a victim. I was blaming, you know, all the people I chose to date instead of looking within. And once I learned to look within and look at myself and become fully accountable, for who I am, and and that the addiction was running my life, and once I learned all this, I was able to totally own every decision and choice that I ever made, and that is like such a huge piece to becoming free, happy, joyous. Free is being accountable and really seeing that I'm my problem. I'm responsible for everything that's ever happened in my life, and you know, once I stop blaming every person I could blame, my entire world shifted. I stopped holding onto my shift and I started to really see the reality and the truth. And it's not so bad, you know, but fear and denial will keep us very sick because if we're ashamed or if we believe the lies of the committee between the ears is telling us, um, I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy. Something's wrong with me. I'm I'm socially different. I don't belong. I don't fit in. If I believe that, then the disease in the brain is winning. And then the addiction is winning. I'm feeding the negative and I'm feeding the addiction. And so, therefore, the behaviors come along with it. Our thoughts do rule us. So, if we don't rule our mind, our mind will rule us. And we don't want to allow that committee that is there to take us out, the ego, the devil, the disease – We have to be in touch with all this. And the more we know and the more we understand, the more we win and we conquer and we succeed at putting the disease to rest. And that all comes from having a choice of being in faith because we cannot be in faith and fear at the same time. It is completely impossible. And every morning when we wake up, we have a choice on which one we're going to feed. So choose faith. And that takes doing work. So who is an addict is our topic today. And basically the whole point of today was just for you to take a look at some of the questions I've asked to help you figure out, you know, if you are an addict, because if you are an addict, if you love an addict, I want to tell you that you, the best is yet to come. I mean, your future is so bright. I need to put shades on. You just have to believe and trust the process and do the work to get there. Anything that brings success to us requires action and it requires work. We don't get to just learn this through osmosis and hear it and then say, oh, yeah, I've tried that, (laughs) tried that many times, didn't work. Um, You know, typically people who share about it and want to help others, it's because they're so excited. Like, I'm so excited to have gotten into the solution to understand it and to then actually get to live my best life now, like my happiest self, my most secure, most solid, most confident self is here and now. And it doesn't matter how old you are or what you've been through or what you've done. What matters is what you do now. So they say, you know, life is 10% of what has happened to you and 90% of what you do about it. So your attitude will make you or break you. And they say, How does this work? How do I get happy, joyous, and free? Well, how that the acronym, how is the H is honesty, the O is being open minded, and the W is for willingness. Those are the hows. So you have to have those three. Honesty is number one. Honesty is number one. I recently relapsed. I can't believe it, but I did. So for me, you know. Of course, my disease said, well, you're not credible. You no longer have a a right to coach or tell people how it's done or share your um, wisdom because you just decided to go and pick up. But that's the disease. See, this is between me and God, not between me and anybody else. And if I was to choose to listen to that, then I'd be right back out right now. But luckily, I've become so resilient. And so connected to my higher power, to God, to where I know how to bounce back. I had four years and four months. And now I I went out. I went out in April. I went out and I instantly told on myself. But as soon as I went into the Zoom meetings to kind of, you need a support group. You need a network. I was, oh, I'm being judged. I was judging myself. I, I was deciding that I'm no longer... Worthy, but I've done so much work through all these years that I'm like, no, that's a lie. So, the whole idea is for us it's progress, not perfection. It's to grow, it's to be better, it's to learn. And then you're winning, you're winning. So, I jumped back in, decided, oh no, I don't belong here. I'm not, this isn't working. Ego, fear, the lies went back out a couple times and then. Luckily, my children sat before my face and they were like my my new uh, awakening, my my flashing light of God saying, hello, (laughs) you're going to destroy and throw your life away because that's how tricky this disease is. It's there to destroy, whether it's food, it's comfort, it's whatever it is that you are doing. It's going to control you if you don't control it. And this just literally happened to me. And I have to share about that because if I'm not honest, then I'm not really recovering and I'm not okay with who I am. Like my story is my story. What I have loved after 10 years of going in and out to say, I've never ever had to ever say that I have a different date than my date. Sure. I would love that. But how important is that really? Because It's not about the quantity of time. It's about the quality of your time. And my quality of time was really not good anymore. I was dry because I wasn't doing the action. I was complacent. I decided I was cured. See, this is like an all day, every day process of us being in acceptance of it and then doing the medicine to keep it at bay. Like If you have cancer, you're going to take some medicine. If you're a diabetic, you're going to take your insulin. Well, if you're an addict, you have to use the medicine. Otherwise, you go into what we call self-will and self-will run riot where we're left to our own devices with the committee between our ears. We're going to run ourselves right into the ground. So when I backed off of doing my work, I decided I was cured. That's what it's there to do. It's there to trick me, fool me. It's cunning, baffling and powerful. And if I don't stay five steps ahead of it, I'm going to go back down. So I just got to see the blessing was that I'm not beating myself up. I'm not shame. I'm not wallowing in, in my self pity. I'm not afraid to look anybody in the eye and tell the absolute truth. Cause this is my story. I'm not here to be perfect or like something. I'm not, I'm here to be Kathy. I'm an addict and that's what addicts do. And I'm not proud of it. And if I change it, sure. But I have to look at the positives. I don't, I don't, I can't change it. So what can I do? I can look at how incredible it is that I'm actually doing more work right now and feeling better than I have the last two years because I'm back in. I made a decision to get a sponsor that's holding me accountable. You know, I changed sponsors. Like I know I've needed to do that for the last five, six years, but, you know, I allowed my people pleasing or my fear of hurting somebody's feelings or, you know, my thinking, am I making the right choice? When in my mind, I already knew what I needed to do to take care for, of me. I love the sponsor that I've had. She's amazing. She's like family to me. I love her. I've loved her for the last, we've been together for like 10 years. But, you know, there's times where you have a little inner voice, which is God saying, you need to take some action and you need to do some things. And if you don't pay attention and do it, then guess what? We might fall on our face. You know, so... Um, pain is inevitable. Suffering is optional. Okay. I I had to walk through that pain. I had to walk through it. I had to feel the feelings. I had to cry. I had to grieve. I've had to go through the, the grieving cycle of anger. You know, it's sadness. It's bargaining. It's denial. And then acceptance. And when you work through it and you do the work, you get into acceptance. You're, you are free. You're free. This isn't about Anybody and their opinion and thought, you know, this is about me and God. It's between me and God. I know my intentions. I know my thoughts. So if your intentions are pure, your motives are pure, you're okay. It's when you want to lose your integrity and character. You want to do things behind the scenes and hide it and keep it a secret because you're so afraid, you know, that you're going to be judged or you're going to be looked upon in a negative light. That's when you're feeding the beast and that's when you're going to go down. So don't hide it. Get in touch with who you are. If you're an addict, it's okay. It doesn't matter what your vice is. There's a solution. There's a solution for the family members to know how to handle the ones that are addicted so that they don't harm each other. The more they know, the better they can work together, the, the better they can have peace and faith over fear and anger, which is crucial You know, people are dying right and left due to whether it's obesity, whether it's gambling and losing so much money, they kill themselves. So mental disorders, you know, so love, it's all about being loving and the more uh, addict loves themselves, which is the whole goal here. That's what this is all about. Learning to love yourself and uh, being your biggest cheerleader, your own biggest fan, really, truly knowing who you are and being okay with every bit of you, your falls your flaws, your insecurities, your, your quirky stuff. All of it is, is what it's all about. Being completely in self-love fly first, love yourself. I'm doing a fly series this year and I'm conducting events live about loving yourself, like setting healthy boundaries, having coping skills, learning skills and tools to use when you want to go eat that loaf of bread. You are not going to, because you're going to have skills and tools on how to flip the script in your brain that says, no, 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 that's the, I'm already hurt right now. I'm feeling sad. I'm feeling lonely. I'm feeling angry. I'm feeling this. Let me now go use the food to feel better. No. Once you develop these skills, you stop going to the cabinet to eat, to feel better. You stop going to get the drug or the alcohol or the sex partner. You stop because you love yourself. and when we love ourselves, we take good care of ourselves. And when we take really good care of ourselves, we can take really good care of all the others. We're not perfect. it's progress, not perfection. And that is basically what today's about. Um, just wanted to get in touch with who is an addict and how to really understand whether you are. If once you open the door to something that vice, pornography. If you get on your computer and you look at something, you're stimulating that frontal lobe in your brain that wants more. It is now detoured from responsible decision making, and it is now craving the vice that it's addicted to. So the key is to not open the door, obviously. And if you open the door, you better know how to really bounce back resilience quickly, really quickly. And then you're okay. Mistakes, they happen. You got to let them go and you got to move forward. So that is pretty much what I have to say. Does anybody have any comments? I wish that I could see your faces where you could talk to me, but that's not the way that this one's working. And I'm going to investigate it a little bit more to see what I can learn more about uh, live YouTube because this is new. And if you have a question or, you know, something you want to add, please put it in the chat so I can read it and respond back to you. Come on, Paul. I know you have something going on in you. Questions, some comment, anything that comes to mind that you are thinking, um, maybe an aha moment, something, realization. I'll sit and. I'll be patient for a second here, Sandy. You too. Anybody on here? I don't. I see that there's five people, but I have no idea who you are, unfortunately. And I do look forward to 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 learning YouTube Live better. And um, I'm so excited to be doing addiction videos because I think that you know, it's really beneficial for people. It's saving lives. It's saving relationships. It's saving families. And I just feel like I feel so grateful to be alive. I feel so thankful to care enough to want to learn about addiction, to care enough about wanting to take care of me instead of just um, allow myself to self-destruct and destroy, you know, using things to just put in my body that you know, were numbing me that I thought was fun for a long, long time. You know, I, I loved it for a long time. But then, you know, when it's robbing you of being a parent and responsible and it's hurting you and it's hurting your the people that you care about the most, it's it's a big problem. And and there's a lot of people that are so afraid to face it. With drug addiction, being strong is weak. And being weak is strong. Okay. Because, and I think that goes with any addiction, if you think about it, because when you're strong, you're ashamed. You're saying that you don't have a problem, that you're in control, that you're managing it. It's not managing you. You're saying that you can handle this, even though there's evidence right there showing you what it's doing, what it's doing to your marriage, what it's doing to your parenting, what it's doing to your family. There's evidence, okay, the money issues, the stress, the lack of sleep, the irritability, the hopelessness, the depression, all these things, having to go to the doctor. You have all these things showing you that you have a problem, but you want to be strong, so you're going to be strong, which is really weak. But when you can surrender and be weak and say, I have a problem, and, you know, when you can let go, And just admit that you're having a hard time managing your life on life's terms. Your life is not in control. You are not running it properly. It is running you because there is something out there that is causing you to do things you wouldn't normally do. It is getting in the way of you being your best self. When you can surrender to that and say, I'm done. You know, when it brings you to your knees and you can say, I'm done help me. And you surrender. So you, when you're being weak, as they want to call it, you're actually being amazingly strong. That is courage. And that is a winner. So remember that, that it takes a lot of courage and it's very empowering to be weak, believe it or not, when it comes to addiction, it's reversed. And, you know, it's like we live a double life, when we're active, we're, we're depressed, we're anxious, we're angry, we're in fear, we're scared, we're running around hopeless, we feel useless, we're inadequate, we're failing at, at, at our relationships and in everything we're supposed to be doing. Active addiction is destroying your life. And then when you get over into the surrender and you're humble and you're grateful and you embrace who you are, every bit of you, because every person in this world has issues. I don't care if they're an addict or if they're codependent or if they're, they seem perfect. Everybody has issues. We are human beings. It's don't compare, never compare yourself. That is comparison is this is a thief of joy Okay. You are unique. You're special. You're only, you're the only one. God's made you just the way you are just for you. So be you love you because nobody can be you better than you. You are the best at being you and you're amazing and you're nobody's better than you and nobody's less than you. Titles don't mean anything. My favorite title is mom. I've been called a lot of things, but you know what? I'm an addict and it doesn't matter. It, it doesn't mean anything. It just means that I'm Connected to that truth so that I can do what I need to do. I don't I don't have to walk around and shout it at the rooftop, but I don't really care. Like it it doesn't it doesn't define me. What defines me is whether I'm responsible enough to step up to the plate and take the bull by the horns and tackle that thing down. Okay, whether I'm going to say not today, devil, every day when I get up and I'm going to put that beast to rest rather than let that beast take me. That is what defines me character, integrity, honesty, and doing the next right thing. And then I'm a happy girl. Okay. So you deserve to be happy. You deserve to be free. This is a neat journey. We're going to walk together. We're going to be going through the book and and we're going to be going through different topics of addiction every week. I hope you come back next week. And um, I'm just really excited to help people with this and, and, show you the way and let you know that no matter whatever's happened, like your life starts now. Like it's all up to you to create who you want to be because you get to be whoever you choose to be. I, I had a vision when I was deep in the throes of my addiction. I mean, you know, I'm hanging around people. I would never hang. You hang around lower class people. You're finding yourself in neighborhoods. You'd never go to. It's insanity. Crazy. And I knew I'm like, what? crazy. But all I wanted was to give myself that high to feed my addiction. So I'm going here, there and everywhere, you know, like a Looney Tune, just to fill that void and putting myself in complete danger, you know, um, around people who don't have morals and values and are going to rob me. I mean, not to say there's different levels of addiction. I'm not here to judge, but, you know, I put myself in some pretty, pretty bad situations. And, um, that's OK. It's all part of my story. And, and may those addicts find peace, too. May they find help. You know, I pray for them. I pray for everybody. Um, but when I'm running around like a lunatic, bad shit, crazy, excuse my French, um, I've got a big problem. But then I make a decision, you know, to do something about it. If And, and then I find myself happier and healthier than I've ever been when I've gone to the low you know, over here to this place of complete embarrassment, embarrassment, humiliation, like incomprehensible demoralization, like running around, like making a fool of myself in the condition where I didn't even want people look me in the face because just the way I looked was humiliating or, you know, half the time, the clothes I had on probably didn't match. And, um, you know, for that and then to find myself coming to a place of, My vision was that I'm going to be this mother that's going to have so much wisdom and love to be able to teach and educate my children with because of what I've just gone through. I'm going to be a daughter that's going to totally love my parents. I'm going to be a sibling, a sister that loves. I'm going to be my best version of Kathy. I had the vision of who. Kathy is like my vision of who I know I am. And I took little baby steps knowing in my heart, I'm going to get to be that girl. And you know what? I got a long ways to go, but I've come a long way. I've come a long way. I use fitness and exercise as one of my tools to build confidence and self-esteem and self-worth. And there's so many tools out there for us you know, sunshine, sitting on the beach. There's so many things, prayer, meditation, that we'll get into, all the different topics of what we can do um, to give ourselves what we deserve as addicts. And um, I still don't see any messages or comments written in the chat section. So I'm going to kind of take that as maybe you just wanted to listen tonight and you don't want to engage, which is perfectly fine. Thank you so much for coming on here and joining me. And I hope that that you were able to, you know, get a little nugget, some sort of value out of this. That's my intention is to deliver content that really helps people to feel better and you know, educate you so that you know what to do. I, I wanna equip people with skills and tools so you all can be happy and healthy. So with that, I'm going to say goodbye for tonight, and I really hope to see you next Monday at 530, and it'll go a little smoother. All right? Peace. Thank you. Bye. Oh, boy, was that fun. Here I am live. Hello, everybody. Coach Kathy here. And I'm on a different live stream than the one that I set up yesterday. So now I'm curious to see if the few people that were waiting on the other screen are going to find me. Because this is my very first live YouTube. And um, I set it up. And when I clicked it to go live, it just didn't send me live. So I'm on a new stream, I believe. See if I can invite people. Bear with me. This is all brand new and had an event set, set up and it didn't work. Oh, hey, Paul. You're here with me, I see, right? I think you found me because I don't believe this is connected to the original one I set up. Can you send me a chat if you're here? I don't want to get started. Um, <laughs> what a mess oh boy and I don't I just don't understand why it's not connected to the original one that I set up I'm waiting good thing for live chat I know there were some other people that were planning to be here with me. Okay, so I see, and it's just unfortunate because I, I had it set up to go to that other live stream that I created, and I just don't know. It says that um, somebody's here with me. Could you send me a chat <clears throat> in the chat box, please? Okay, it looks like three people are here with me, but I don't see, could you guys send me a chat or say something so that I could get started? Because I'm not seeing um, who you are, and I want to make sure I don't start without a few people that I know were coming tonight, but maybe you guys are the ones, so are you able to send me a chat? Can you hear me? Let's let me check my phone. Oh, okay, Paul, I see on my phone. See, that's weird. I can see from- oh, Okay, Paul. I see on my phone. Okay, Paul. I see but on, it my does, phone. on my computer it's not letting me see that. So that's good. Okay, good. So it says um that, that you guys are on here, and that's what matters. So I'm gonna get started and thank you for being patient with me. Um I really wish I could see uh, Paul, is your mom on here? Because I don't want to start without her. And it says that. I wish she was telling me who's on here. It's weird. Send me a message through uh, private message on Facebook, if you would. Just let me know that your mom's on here. I, I don't I can get started. I just don't want to start. Wow, well, I'm already 7 minutes in. Oh, hey Paul. Okay, you think so. It's okay. Okay, thank you. I appreciate the communication. This is like not going exactly as I planned. It's not connected to the original post that I made. So, here we go. Um And this is an hour long and typically it starts at 530. I'm going to be doing it on Monday evenings and I'm going to be doing live videos on addiction. And there are tons of topics along the um, category of addiction. So who is an addict is my first question right out of the gate. I'm Kathy and I'm an addict and that is not hard for me to say at all today. That is something that I'm completely comfortable with, and I am fully in self-acceptance. I embrace it, and I love myself today, inside and out. Um, Why is it so hard to call ourselves an addict? Well, for one, it's a stigma, and it shouldn't really have a title like that. Somebody who eats um, a lot of food, has a food addiction, isn't called a sugar addict. Um, they're if, if they're a diabetic, they're not titled a sugar addict because it's a medical condition. So the um, press and the media have, back in 2017, corrected the way that they journal about that and describe us. They say more that they were addicted to a specific substance or object or outside issue because calling people an addict and... Giving them a title like that is a negative, and it makes addicts feel like they're bad or wrong instead of it being a medical condition, which is in our brain. It's a, it's a disease in our brain, and it doesn't matter what type of addiction you have. It, it could be um, alcohol. It could be, thank you, Paul. I appreciate that. It could be drugs. It could be gambling. You could be addicted to work, sex. Porn, food, anger, chaos, drama, gambling, and the list goes on. Power, money. So, addiction is in our brain. And once we stimulate that frontal, uh, lo- the frontal lobe of our brain, then the craving sets in and the brain just wants more, 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 and more. So, it directs our thinking from being able to plan events or follow suit with responsibility. And we turn around and do things that we wouldn't normally do. Like if it's causing psychological or physical um, issues toward our own self harm toward ourself, then obviously it's a medical condition in the brain because who would do that? Nobody wants to walk around causing personal harm to themselves or to anybody else for that matter. But unfortunately with addiction, when we allow the addiction to run our life and we don't do something about it because the beauty is there is a solution. Unlike if we had cancer, that type of disease, there's not necessarily a cure And it's not that as an addict, we're ever cured, but there's a solution. So we do have the ability and the power to put it to rest. We have the ability to manage it instead of allow it to manage us. So that is a blessing. So it's a responsibility. And once we know we have this addiction, it is our job to battle it and to beat it and to take action to overcome and keep it at bay because it's always there to run our life and run our show and it runs us right into the ground. I mean, it causes massive issues. We end up in jails, institutions, death through health issues or um, think about sex addiction and the dangers there of like what you could be putting yourself through and what kind of diseases you could get that are non curable. So addiction is there to harm us, whether it's food, which can cause obesity, which causes major health issues, cardiovascular, diabetes, which kills us. So you're either going to end up in jail, an institution, or death, jobless, homeless. These are things that come with addiction. They are there to destroy. Addiction is not something that is pleasant, so therefore nobody wants to admit to being an addict. But denial keeps us extremely sick. So it's really important for you to be able to identify whether you are or not an addict. And some of the ways that help you to get honest with yourself is to ask yourself some questions such as, is your vice causing you to abandon your family, friend time, socializing work? Is it getting in the way of you showing up to participate with your family, to be there for your family, to be at work, to be at social events, to be with your friends and show up to special occasions and dates? Is it, is it getting in your way there? Because that's a really strong indicator. Normally you would absolutely be responsible and want to be there with your family and friends and work. So that's one way. Also, is it causing you major financial issues? Uh, again, whatever it may be, the vice that you may have it, it for example gambling is it causing you financial issues drugs yeah okay it's going to cause you to go broke so that's another indicator if you're caught, you know financially under the gun is it causing you to have sleep issues are you irritable are you depressed are you having to go to the doctor more so is the doctor telling you that you're having medical issues these are ways for you to get honest and Get in touch with your truth by asking yourself certain questions. Do you have memory loss? Um, are you obsessing over it? Is it on your mind all day? Do you wake up in the morning and crave that specific thing? Like, are you a shopping addict? Where you go and buy all these clothes, and you still have tags on everything in your closet? Typically, what we're doing is we're we have something going on. We usually have a hurt, hurt feeling in our hearts. We're upset. We're sad we're angry, there's resentment, or there's something going on where we're not feeling hundred percent. And we want to fill that void with something, some sort of instant gratification, something to make us feel better in the moment. But all that happens is we end up having remorse. These are things you could be asking yourself right now. Do you do this? What do you do when you're feeling sad? What is your go-to? you go outside and smoke a cigarette that's causing your lungs to be black it's unhealthy it could kill you it's robbing you of your life so these are things to think about first of all to know who is an addict and are you an addict and it is hard to admit that because it makes us feel like we're less than or something's wrong with us when really it's just a medical condition it doesn't make you any less than or better than anybody and it rob you of having an amazing, incredible life if you do the work to get there. Um, I personally battle alcohol and drug addiction. So I landed my happy self in a rehab, which then took me on to a 12-step program. And it's been an incredible journey. And for the first 10 years, I started in 2005. I was uh, relapsing throughout those first 10 years on and off throughout those years. Sometimes I would put together some time, but I never quite followed the suggestions the way that they're laid out for me. So um, running my own show, Self-Well, my own program kept me relapsing. And that's a whole nother topic for another day. But because of that, I landed in a 12-step program that a lot of you will never end up going to because your addiction may not require you to, or you may not feel like, You need to do that. And that's part of the reason that I wrote my book. Stop holding onto your shift where the F is very small. And what my book is a nine step guide, motivational guide on how for you to become your happiest, healthiest version of yourself. So I took what I've learned through the years. I started learning and analyzing my life and myself at age 23. I went to a therapist to find out Um, you know, why am I always in these unhealthy relationships where I'm always broken hearted, mad and angry. And I wasn't looking at myself. I'd never even told them that I drink or use drugs. So it's no wonder. And that's been my story and my stories. I could go on and on, but today we're not talking about my story, but because of the years and years that I've invested in personal development, personal growth, education and psychology, um, I've been in rehabs with world-renowned psychiatrists, and I have just always been amazed and fascinated by human behavior. And I love understanding why things are the way they are, especially for me in my life, you know, because I couldn't understand it, figure it out. Like, I have a great family. I have amazing children, wonderful friends, and I've always had these wonderful jobs, but yet my love life was always a big failed, uh, big, big F. I always failed there. And, you know, for years and years, I was a victim. I was blaming, you know, all the people I chose to date instead of looking within. And once I learned to look within and look at myself and become fully accountable for who I am and and that the addiction was running my life. And once I learned all this, I was able to totally own every decision and choice that I ever made. And that is like such a huge piece to becoming free, happy, joyous free is being accountable and really seeing that I'm my problem. I'm responsible for everything that's ever happened in my life. And you know, once I stop blaming every person I could blame, my entire world shifted. I stopped holding onto my shift and I started to really see the reality and the truth. And it's not so bad, you know, but fear and denial will keep us very sick because if we're ashamed or if we believe the lies of the committee between the ears is telling us, um, I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy. Something's wrong with me. I'm I'm socially different. I don't belong. I don't fit in. If I believe that, then the disease in the brain is winning. And then the addiction is winning. I'm feeding the negative and I'm feeding the addiction. And so therefore the behaviors come along with it. Our thoughts do rule us. So if we don't rule our mind, our mind will rule us. And we don't want to allow that committee that is there to take us out, the ego, the devil, the disease, We have to be in touch with all this. And the more we know and the more we understand, the more we win and we conquer and we succeed at putting the disease to rest. And that all comes from having a choice of being in faith because we cannot be in faith and fear at the same time. It is completely impossible. And every morning when we wake up, we have a choice on which one we're going to feed. So choose faith. And that takes doing work. So who is an addict is our topic today. And basically the whole point of today was just for you to take a look at some of the questions I've asked to help you figure out, you know, if you are an addict, because if you are an addict, if you love an addict, I want to tell you that you, the best is yet to come. I mean, your future is so bright. I need to put shades on. You just have to believe and trust the process and do the work to get there. Anything that brings success to us requires action and it requires work. We don't get to just learn this through osmosis and hear it and then say, oh yeah, I've tried that, (laughs) tried that many times, didn't work. Um, You know, typically people who share about it and want to help others, it's because they're so excited. Like I'm so excited to have gotten into the solution to understand it and to then actually get to live my best life now, like my happiest self, my most secure, most solid, most confident self is here and now. And it doesn't matter how old you are or what you've been through or what you've done. What matters is what you do now. So they say, you know, life is 10% of what has happened to you and 90% of what you do about it. So your attitude will make you or break you. And they say, How does this work? How do I get happy, joyous, and free? Well, how that the acronym, how is the H is honesty, the O is being open minded, and the W is for willingness. Those are the hows. So you have to have those three. Honesty is number one. Honesty is number one. I recently relapsed. I can't believe it, but I did. So for me, you know. Of course, my disease said, well, you're not credible. You no longer have a a right to coach or tell people how it's done or share your um, wisdom because you just decided to go and pick up. But that's the disease. See, this is between me and God, not between me and anybody else. And if I was to choose to listen to that, then I'd be right back out right now. But luckily, I've become so resilient And so connected to my higher power, to God, to where I know how to bounce back. I had four years and four months. And now I I went out. I went out in April. I went out and I instantly told on myself. But as soon as I went into the Zoom meetings to kind of, you need a support group. You need a network. I was, oh, I'm being judged. I was judging myself. I, I was deciding that I'm no longer worthy but I've done so much work through all these years that I'm like no that's a lie so the whole idea is for us it's progress not perfection it's to grow it's to be better it's to learn and then you're winning you're winning so I jumped back in decided oh no I don't belong here I'm not this isn't working ego fear the lies went back out a couple times and then Luckily, my children sat before my face and they were like my my new uh, awakening, my my flashing light of God saying, hello, (laughs) you're going to destroy and throw your life away because that's how tricky this disease is. It's there to destroy, whether it's food, it's comfort, it's whatever it is that you are doing, it's going to control you if you don't control it. And this just literally happened to me. And I have to share about that because if I'm not honest, then I'm not really recovering and I'm not okay with who I am. Like my story is my story. What I have loved after 10 years of going in and out to say, I've never ever had to ever say that I have a different date than my date. Sure. I would love that. But how important is that really? Because it's not about the quantity of time. It's about the quality of your time. And my quality of time was really not good anymore. I was dry because I wasn't doing the action. I was complacent. I decided I was cured. See, this is like an all day, every day process of us being in acceptance of it and then doing the medicine to keep it at bay. Like if you have cancer, you're going to take some medicine. If you're a diabetic, you're going to take your insulin. Well, if you're an addict, you have to use the medicine. Otherwise, you go into what we call self-will and self-will run riot where we're left to our own devices with the committee between our ears. We're going to run ourselves right into the ground. So when I backed off of doing my work, I decided I was cured. That's what it's there to do. It's there to trick me, fool me. It's cunning, baffling and powerful. And if I don't stay five steps ahead of it, I'm going to go back down so i just got to see the blessing was that i'm not beating myself up i'm not shame i'm not wallowing in my self-pity i'm not afraid to look anybody in the eye and tell the absolute truth because this is my story i'm not here to be perfect or like something i'm not i'm here to be kathy i'm an addict and that's what addicts do and i'm not proud of it and if i could change it sure but I have to look at the positives. I, don't, I, I can't change it. So what can I do? I can look at how incredible it is that I'm actually doing more work right now and feeling better than I have the last two years because I'm back in. I made a decision to get a sponsor that's holding me accountable. You know, I changed sponsors like I know I've needed to do that for the last five, six years. But, you know, I allowed my people pleasing or my fear of hurting somebody's feelings or, you know, my thinking, am I making the right choice? When in my mind, I already knew what I needed to do to take care for, of me. I love the sponsor that I've had. She's amazing. She's like family to me. I love her. I've loved her for the last, we've been together for like 10 years. But, you know, there's times where you have a little inner voice, which is God saying, you need to take some action and you need to do some things. And if you don't pay attention and do it, then guess what? We might fall on our face. You know, so um, pain is inevitable. Suffering is optional. Okay. I, I had to walk through that pain. I had to walk through it. I had to feel the feelings. I had to cry. I had to grieve. I've had to go through the, the grieving cycle of anger. You know, it's sadness. It's bargaining. It's denial. And then acceptance. And when you work through it and you do the work, you get into acceptance. You're, you are You're free. You're free. This isn't about anybody and their opinion and thought. You know, this is about me and God. It's between me and God. I know my intentions. I know my thoughts. So if your intentions are pure, your motives are pure, you're okay. It's when you want to lose your integrity and character, you want to do things behind the scenes and hide it and keep it a secret because you're so afraid, you know, that you're going to be judged or you're going to be looked upon in a negative light. That's when you're feeding the beast and that's when you're going to go down. So don't hide it. Get in touch with who you are. If you're an addict, it's okay. It doesn't matter what your vice is. There's a solution. There's a solution for the family members to know how to handle the ones that are addicted so that they don't harm each other. The more they know, the better they can work together, the, the better they can have peace and faith over fear and anger which is crucial. You know, people are dying right and left due to whether it's obesity, whether it's gambling and losing so much money, they kill themselves. So mental disorders, you know, so love, it's all about being loving and the more uh, addict loves themselves, which is the whole goal here. That's what this is all about. Learning to love yourself. And, uh, Being your biggest cheerleader, your own biggest fan, really, truly knowing who you are and being okay with every bit of you, your falls, your flaws, your insecurities, your, your quirky stuff. All of it is, is what it's all about. Being completely in self-love. Fly. First, love yourself. I'm doing a fly series this year. And I'm conducting events live about loving yourself, like setting healthy boundaries, having coping skills, learning skills and tools to use. When you want to go eat that loaf of bread, you're not going to because you're going to have skills and tools on how to flip the script in your brain that says, no, 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 that's the, I'm already hurt right now. I'm feeling sad. I'm feeling lonely. I'm feeling angry. I'm feeling this. Let me now go use the food to feel better. No. Once you develop these skills, you stop going to the cabinet to eat to feel better. You stop going to get the drug or the alcohol or the sex partner. You stop because you love yourself. And when we love ourselves, we take good care of ourselves. When we take really good care of ourselves, we can take really good care of all the others. We're not perfect. It's progress, not perfection. And that is basically what today's about. Um, Just wanted to get in touch with who is an addict and how to really understand whether you are if once you open the door to something that vice, pornography, if you get on your computer and you look at something, you're stimulating that frontal lobe in your brain that wants more. It is now detoured from responsible decision-making and it is now craving the vice that it's addicted to. So the key is to not open the door, obviously. And if you open the door, you better know how to really bounce back resilience quickly, really quickly. And then you're okay. Mistakes, they happen. You got to let them go and you got to move forward. So that is pretty much What I have to say, does anybody have any comments? I wish that I could see your faces where you could talk to me, but that's not the way that this one's working. And I'm going to investigate it a little bit more to see what I can learn more about uh, live YouTube because this is new. And if you have a question or, you know, something you want to add, please put it in the chat so I can... Read it and respond back to you. Come on, Paul. I know you have something going on in you. Questions, some comment, anything that comes to mind that you are thinking, um, maybe an aha moment, something realization. I'll sit and I'll be patient for a second here. Sandy, you too. Anybody on here? I don't, I see that there's five people, but I have no idea. Who you are, unfortunately, and I do look forward to to, to learning YouTube Live better. And um, I'm so excited to be doing addiction videos because I think that, you know, it's really beneficial for people. It's saving lives. It's saving relationships. It's saving families. And I just feel like I feel so grateful to be alive. I feel so thankful, to care enough to want to learn about addiction, to care enough about wanting to take care of me instead of just um, allow myself to just self-destruct and destroy, you know, using things to just put in my body that, you know, were numbing me, that I thought was fun for a long, long time, you know, I, I loved it for a long time. But then, you know, when it's robbing you of being a parent and responsible and, it's hurting you and it's hurting your, the people that you care about the most. It's, it's a big problem. and And there's a lot of people that are so afraid to face it. With drug addiction, being strong is weak and being weak is strong. Okay. Because, and I think that goes with any addiction if you think about it, because when you're strong, you're ashamed. You're saying that you don't have a problem, that you're in control, that you're managing it. It's not managing you. You're saying that you can handle this, even though there's evidence right there showing you what it's doing, what it's doing to your marriage, what it's doing to your parenting, what it's doing to your family. There's evidence, okay, the money issues, the stress, the lack of sleep, the irritability, the hopelessness, the depression, all these things, having to go to the doctor. You have all these things showing you that you have a problem, but you want to be strong, so you're going to be strong, which is really weak. But when you can surrender and be weak and say, I have a problem. And you know, when you can let go and just admit that you're having a hard time managing your life on life's terms, your life is not in control. You are not running it properly. It is running you because there is something out there that is causing you to do things you wouldn't normally do. It is getting in the way of you being your best self. When you can surrender to that and say, I'm done. You know, when it to brings you to your knees and you can say, I'm done, help me. And you surrender. So you, when you're being weak, as they want to call it, you're actually being amazingly strong. That is courage. And that is a winner. So remember that, that it takes a lot of courage and it's very empowering to be weak believe it or not when it comes to addiction it's reversed and you know it's like we live a double life when we're active we're we're depressed we're anxious we're angry we're in fear we're scared we're running around hopeless we feel useless we're inadequate we're failing at, at, at our relationships and in everything we're supposed to be doing. Active addiction is destroying your life. And then when you get over into the surrender and you're humble and you're grateful and you embrace who you are, every bit of you, because every person in this world has issues. I don't care if they're an addict or if they're codependent or if they're they seem perfect. Everybody has issues. We are human beings. It's don't compare. Never compare yourself. That is comparison is this is a thief of joy. Okay? You are unique, you're special, you're only you're the only one. God's made you just the way you are just for you. So be you. Love you because nobody can be you better than you. You are the best at being you and you're amazing and you're nobody's better than you and nobody's less than you. Titles don't mean anything. My favorite title is mom. I've been called a lot of things. But you know what? I'm an addict and it doesn't matter. It, it doesn't mean anything. It just means that I'm connected to that truth so that I can do what I need to do. I don't I don't have to walk around and shout it at the rooftop, but I don't really care. Like it it doesn't it doesn't define me. What defines me is whether I'm responsible enough to step up to the plate and take the bull by the horns and tackle that thing down. Okay. Whether I'm going to say not today, devil every day when I get up and I'm going to put that beast to rest rather than let that beast take me. That is what defines me character, integrity, honesty, and doing the next right thing. And then I'm a happy girl. Okay. So you deserve to be happy. You deserve to be free. This is a neat journey. We're going to walk together. We're going to be going through the book and and we're going to be going through different topics of addiction every week. I hope you come back next week. And um, I'm just really excited to help people with this and, and show you the way and let you know that no matter whatever's happened, like your life starts now. Like it's all up to you to create who you want to be because you get to be whoever you choose to be. I I had a vision when I was deep in the throes of my addiction. I mean, you know, I'm hanging around people. I would never hang. You hang around lower class people. You're finding yourself in neighborhoods. You'd never go to. It's insanity. Crazy. And I knew I'm like, what crazy. But all I wanted was to give myself that high to feed my addiction. So I'm going here, there and everywhere, you know, like a Looney Tune just to fill that void and putting myself in complete danger, you know, um, around people who don't have morals and values and are going to rob me. I mean, not to say there's different levels of addiction. I'm not here to judge, but you know, I put myself in some pretty, pretty bad situations, and um, that's okay. It's all part of my story. And and may those addicts find peace too. May they find help. You know, I pray for them. I pray for everybody. Um, but when I'm running around like a lunatic that shit crazy. Excuse my French. Um, I've got a big problem, but then I make a decision, you know, to do something about it. If, and, and then I find myself happier and healthier than I've ever been when I've gone to the low, you know, over here to this place of complete embarrassment, embarrassment, humiliation, like incomprehensible demoralization, like running around, like making, full of myself in the condition where I didn't even want people look me in the face because just the way I looked was humiliating or, you know, half the time the clothes I had on probably didn't match. And, um, you know, for that, and then to find myself coming to a place of my vision was that I'm going to be this mother that's going to have so much wisdom and love to be able to teach and educate my children with because of what I've just gone through. I'm going to be a daughter that's going to totally love my parents. I'm going to be a sibling, a sister that loves my, I'm going to be a, my best version of Kathy. I had the vision of who Kathy is like my vision of who I know I am. And I took little baby steps knowing in my heart, I'm going to get to be that girl. And you know what? i got a long ways to go, but I've come a long way. I've come a long way. I use fitness and exercise as one of my tools to build confidence and self-esteem and self-worth. And there's so many tools out there for us. You know, sunshine, sitting on the beach. There's so many things, prayer, meditation, that we'll get into all the different topics of what we can do um, to give ourselves what we deserve as addicts. And... Um, I still don't see any messages or comments written in the chat section. So I'm going to kind of take that as maybe you just wanted to listen tonight and you don't want to engage, which is perfectly fine. Thank you so much for coming on here and joining me. And I hope that that you were able to you know, get a little nugget, some sort of value out of this. That's my intention is to deliver content that really helps people to feel better and, you know, educate you so that you know what to do. I want to equip people with skills and tools so you all can be happy and healthy. So with that, I'm going to say goodbye for tonight. And I really hope to see you next Monday at five 30 and it'll go a little smoother. All right. Peace. Thank you.